Gridbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulus Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. Porn is the scourge of, of our modern times. This is a struggle for probably every man in our society at this point because again it's just so it shouldn't be a normal thing right it might be become a normal thing in in society but we as catholic guys need to push back on that all right i think we're um, i think we're ready to go Sounds good. Let's roll on and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's not rolling, I think we'll we'll be like, um, you know, that that one episode of of the Catholic stuff where they recorded the whole episode and then they were like, um, something didn't take. But yeah, I think this exactly. is taking. I can see wiggles. They're uh, they're small, but they're there. They're small. Yeah. They are there. But uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. Chad. Good morning, everybody out there. How's it going, Jeff? It's going great. Yeah, so we have some new equipment here today. We've got an upgrade, a studio upgrade of the Catholic Dads podcast. Um, yeah, this is the Catholic Dads podcast, and right. I'm Chad, and that's... In case you were flipping <laughs> through the channels to uh, see what was on tonight, um, yeah. and I'm Jeff. Yeah, so uh, we had uh, some technical difficulties on the last podcast, uh, which I did not realize until I was mixing it down, and it's like, what is that gargled noise? Yeah. And I realized it was coming from my microphone. But luckily, because the microphones we were using were omnidirectional or whatever, that um, you could still hear me. I was just from across the table from you. Right, yeah. So um, so I just took that, that microphone out 
and we went with your your sound and right. And it was and funny it was, too. Was in that, the middle of uh, I don't remember which one that we recorded, but I said something about was, you know that I was you know I, I was sitting a lot closer than you were, so maybe I was going to be picked up louder or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was and it was for the uh, it was for the uh, NFP podcast. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, and and in podcast time, this is going to come out. Let me see the um, let me see the date here. So today is the sixth. We're going to release the NFP episode today, uh, right? Today slash tomorrow. Yeah. I was I'm doing a little bit more stuff to it. Okay. So this will come out on the thirteenth or fourteenth. Cool. And um, we're still on the Humane Vitae. Yeah. So that's what I want to I want to continue our Humane Vitae talk. So as you can recall from last time, uh, Pope Paul the sixth, you know, Humane Vitae turns fifty years old this right. month on the twenty fifth of July. And um, so all the topics that we're going to have today is going to relate to Humana Vitae in some way. So you might recall that we were talking about, you know, what did, what did the Pope say in Humana Vitae was going to be some of the consequences of if the contraception was, you know, not just legal, but widely accepted. Mm-hmm. And one of the big ones was the objectification of women. And I feel that there's no greater sign of that, sign of proof of that than the porn industry. Mm-hmm. So porn is, I'm going to go ahead and say, is the scourge of, I feel, our modern, of our modern times. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I think it's the root from which so many other just, um, call it delinquent, I don't know, I don't know if it's delinquent, not delinquent, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. perverse. I don't know. It's like all these behaviors that you're, that you see like coming out and like becoming more and more accepted. Right. I think it, it stems from the porn industry because in, in porn. And I, I mean, I guess we're launching like right, right into it. And right. we're diving deep. It's like when you jump off a diving board and you say, Whoo! skip the banter and go right <laughs> to the porn discussion. But it's like, uh, so, you know, as a, as we had talked about, and you know, Which, referencing. By the, the way, maybe we should put a disclaimer in front of these podcasts too, Mr. Chat, in case you're listening in the car with your family. But I would imagine the title will probably give away the topic pretty well. Yeah, so yeah. This one's going to be a, yeah. a very um, touchy subject. It's, yep. it's going to be about pornography, and yeah. if you don't want to hear, if you don't want sensitive ears to hear it, then you know, turn it off now. There you go. Thanks, Jeff. I meant to, I meant to to do that to say that, but. I don't know if this microphone is picking up all these little things that I'm hearing, but it's, uh, um, anyway, so yeah, so it's, um, we talked about escalation Yep. and that's what happens with pornography. Yep. Um, I did some research on this topic and oh my gosh, y'all, I had to, I seriously was praying the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Cause it's like, I know what I'm about to enter mm-hmm. into the search bar and I know that other stuff is going to come up that I'm not intending right. to see. And just please, God, show me, you know, and I was like, please give me the words to like enter the search text so it doesn't come up with any other stuff. So I was like, I wanted to see some statistics. Okay. So let me look at my notes here that I took. Um, So while you're looking that up, I will uh, fill the dead space with sort of the... The when as we were talking about why we're doing this podcast as to why we're doing it on the Catholic Dads podcast, so I was trying to kind of think about that and think about the things that we wanted to say. Um, you know, I think there's two things. One is for Catholic dads, we need to be aware um, of just our how you how out there it is in our own behaviors. Um, 
you know, I would imagine, you know, we're both in our 40s, so we didn't really grow up in this culture, but, you know, we, the Playboys and all of that stuff was around when we were growing up. Um, today, in this day and age, I can't imagine how difficult it is with the um, availability of, of everything and um, just to keep an eye on that for your family, for your family electronics. You know, there's great filters out there. There's great controls out there. And as Catholic dads, you know, that's just a default. You got to do that. Um, because there, because of the insidious nature of this industry, you know, there's been, you know, the, the articles where like even kids YouTube video things where they're like, you know, targeted for, for young kids, you know, will have stuff that you don't realize they're putting in there. So, um, you know, that, that would be, you know, number one for the family as a Catholic dad, you need to protect the family and put those walls up on all the devices and, and remember all the devices, any internet enabled device. Um, and then the other thing, you know, of course be present and, and watch what's going on, but then also for ourselves, right. As Catholic dads, this is a struggle for probably every man in our society at this point, because again, it's just so, um, out there. One of the things we, you know, we want to be really careful in this podcast is I don't want to give any, um, indication as to what or where or any of that stuff. Right. So we're going to keep that separate, right. I don't want to use any specific terms or names or anything. Right. Um, because that, we don't want to open those doors at all, but the, um, you know, for, for Catholic dads, we've got to one acknowledge that this is going to be a struggle for every single Catholic dad and every dad and every, probably every man. And and honestly, the statistics show a lot of women as well, um, in the society because it's everywhere. Um, so know that it's out there, know that there's a lot of probably your friends and family that are having the same struggles. Um, but make the struggle and make it a good struggle because it's worth it. Um, you know, it's not just because society is out there, you know, talking in your ear that this is a normal thing. It, it, it shouldn't be a normal thing, right? It might be, become a normal thing in, in society, but we as Catholic dads need to push back on that. So maybe that's a lead into the stats that you were... It is, it is. I do want to make a comment about what you just said. So um, we're going to, again, I'm going to be as real as I can without like, you know, in, incriminating... It's you a know, sensitive certain, subject, certain right? Yeah. Um, we don't have filters mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the filters... You know, filters serve a purpose. So we had filters at one point in time. Mm-hmm. We don't have filters anymore. It's almost to the point of because if if you're gonna if you want to go look at porn, right. you're gonna find a way to look at porn. Yeah, for and that filter be damned, yep. you're, you're gonna find it. Yep. I know this. Right. <laughs> you know, so the filters don't matter. Yeah. It, and it goes into what we're gonna talk about next time also, which is like the the birds and the bees talk. It's sure. like. You can't just sit there and say, don't do this right? because I said so, or don't do this because it's wrong. You got to get into the why. You yep. got to really get into the why. And once you instill in the why, then that's going to, that's going, that's the only thing yep. that's going to help you out of this and, and, you know, help you out of it. Number one, if you're in it, yep. but help prevent them from falling into it. Well, and I think the why should be also part of why we're doing this podcast for the Catholic dads. Mm-hmm. Um, because as a Catholic dad, you've probably heard the don't do it. But maybe you haven't heard the why. Yeah. Um, the filters, those are to prevent the accidental stumble on, right? Um, because you, obviously everything can be worked around and the kids are, you know, 100 times smarter about all the stuff that we are anyway. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Filters can be undone. Um, I think the, you know, there's some, <clears throat> you know, it gets, so maybe we'll have the addiction discussion really quick as well. It is absolutely an addiction. The, the articles and the studies that have done it. And what's interesting is... is you know, this is where, 
there, there's a certain um, Venn diagram, if you will, between morality and, and sort of the moral sphere in society, the, the churches and the Catholic culture. There is a Venn diagram that overlaps into psychology here because there's a lot of psychological studies and things going on in universities and you know, I don't go out and look for this stuff, but you stumble on it, right? Um, to the point where I was flipping through the channels and C-SPAN had like an open panel on it at some conference. Um, and, and it was really interesting to listen to. This was a couple of years ago. It was really interesting to listen to these, you know, psychologists, human behaviorists, um, talking about how damaging this is and how addicting it is because of where it goes in the brain, right? And how the it just releases crazy amounts of endorphins. Um, the escalation is a huge problem because once you get that endorphin hit, then the next one isn't going to be as much with the same yeah. content or with the same whatever. Yes. Um, in in the, the panelists, it was an open forum. So at the end, there was a lot of people that came up and, and asked questions and all that. Every walk of life, Ooh. every size, shape, color you can imagine of person, mom, dad, kid, whatever came up and asked questions about how damaging this is to their, you know, had been to their relationships, had been yeah. to whatever. Or, you know, there, there was a, a guy that walked up that, you would have made a, you know, a stereotypical judgment about this guy. He looked, you know, kind of ragged, kind of the hippie, you know, hipster looking guy. Um, you know, you, at least my, I guess just for me, not for you, but I, I made the assumption that this guy was, you know, kind of that in that mode. Right. And he stood up and railed against pornography and the pornography culture for like five or six minutes. And I wish I'd recorded it because one of the best uh, anti- pornography culture speeches I've ever heard delivered from a guy that kind of, you know, caught you off guard a little bit, you know? Um, and he literally almost did like a drop the mic because everybody was like cheering by the end of it, you know? Um, so it is, it's everywhere in the, the culture is coming to realize certain corners of the culture that aren't related at all to the morality faith culture are coming together to see this because it's a huge problem. Yeah, it, it totally is. And, um, I just want to bring it a little bit back to mm-hmm. the, the Humanae Vitae. Yep. Okay, so Humanae Vitae comes out in 1968, and he's saying that these are some things that are going to happen if, if contraception becomes the norm. Mm-hmm. One of them is the objectification of women. So let me look. Uh, so the stats that I was wanting to look at was, um, you know, I was trying to, like, see when did, you know, because, again, when you're, when you're looking on the Internet... <laughs> Number one, you're on the internet and you're and you've got porn as a search term. So I'm trying to be very specific about how I word things. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to see like what was the acceptance, what was the availability, and and of course they're going to say that as soon as um, you know when I say they and I'm doing air quotes right now mm-hmm. when when they say that uh, when it came about they're going to say as soon as you had a video camera, not a video camera, movies, yeah. moving pictures, right. So, the, but as soon as you had a still camera, the you know one of the first things they took a picture of was this. Right. Uh, as soon as you had movie cameras, one of the first things they filmed was this. Right. I mean, there's no way to really to cross reference that. Mm-hmm. But what I did, what I did find was that um, these stag films, you know, so like, so I'm I grew up in the you know you know like Jeff said earlier, I'm I'm in my 40s, so uh, 70s, you know, mid 70s, you know, you watch things like. Um, happy days or whatever. And, and you would hear occasionally they would talk about a stag film and I had no idea what a stag film was, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, these stag films were apparently these, you know, very early on types of, of porn basically. But it was like very, you know, you know, (laughs) one of the things that, that I was reading was trying to describe what it was in the, like the, you want to talk about 
like cinematic, you know, quality. There's there's none, mm-hmm. and it's just like they're videoing this stuff, and it stayed this very low, you know, quality and and kind of basement kind of, you know, thing that you would only do every once in a while. You know, they would get together and it's the stereotypical right. bachelor party. They would watch this stag movie or whatever, but. Um, and then, so that this, I'm not, I'm not making these stats up. Mm-hmm. I do have to admit that um, I Wikipedia this because <laughs> I thought that was probably the safest right. bet. And and there's just it's hard to find stats on this sure. subject. So anyway, but in the stat that I said, it said stack films remained the same for decades until the 1970s when the industry exploded. The quote unquote golden age of porn refers to a 15 year period from around 1969. Mm-hmm. to 1984. Mm-hmm. And it says it's a, it's a commercial American pornography which spread internationally in which sexually explicit films experienced a positive attention from mainstream cinema, movie critics, and general public. Yep. And it, it coincides with all of this stuff when, you know, here we got birth control and this is the prophetic message because this is what, you know... And, and maybe the the conversation is well, how is that objectification of of women? You know, pornography. We can we can talk about that if we wanted to, but porn is an objectification of women. It's it's um, it's going into something that it's it's removing. And I guess maybe what we should talk about now, and and what I would like to talk about is well, like why why mm-hmm. is it bad? Yep. Why is it bad? I mean, so primarily. It's it's taking the the thing that is reserved for husband and wife mm-hmm. alone, and it's and it's ba- making it public. Yep. So first of all, that, and this thing that is reserved, the marital act, you know, that, so having sex, it's reserved for husband and wife because it is the most profound coming together of two individuals. You know, the two become one mm-hmm. flesh, and it's and there, there's no mistake of why it's the most you know, pleasurable act mm-hmm. that, that there is. I mean, because it's so, the consequences of that, and I, I hate to say consequences because it makes it sound bad, but I mean, it's, it could be life-giving. Right. You can create a life. You, this is the only act that you could have that you join with God in creating a new soul. I mm-hmm. mean, how awesome. I got goosebumps just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, you enter into creation with God, yep. with this act. So it's, it's not something to be taken lightly. Right. So it's it's reserved for that, and it's and it's and it's out of love, and it's kind of like we had talked about that. You know, whenever you you have the father and the son, and the love between them is the Holy Spirit. You know, so it's kind of like that Trinitarian. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. The the husband and wife, when they're together, and that that expression of love can actually become a person. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. Well, porn removes that love from the equation. It removes that which is reserved just for husband and wife from the equation. And now it just becomes the pleasure part. Right. So you're taking, I mean, there's no doubt that sex is pleasurable, but that's not it. That's right. not only it. Well, not, so, you know, John Paul II and the theology of the theology body builds of the body. off of this yeah. really well. And, and it's almost more, um, this is almost more of a theology of the body conversation really than humanity vitae when you get into that, because John Paul, you know, John Paul II famously said, I will talk right, about that, that, theology of the body next yeah, week. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, was the, uh, you know, the, the problem with porn isn't that it shows too much. It shows that it doesn't show enough. And so, you know, that's a famous quote, um, I believe from him. Um, you know, I didn't do the research on it. It was just rattled in the mind, but <laughs> it, it's, it's always thrown around. That. Well, yeah, but it, you know, but that's pretty much every, thing. every theology of the body 
book and podcast and everything that I've listened to that that's pretty ubiquitous is yeah. that idea, right? So you can't show that. Yeah, it you know that I think it's really there's some wisdom there is that it's showing one it's a completely artificial construct. So um, again, you know. It was a it was a book that I was reading that was part of this murder mystery thing that went into this. So I didn't you know wasn't researching or whatever. Um, but what you're seeing is a you know a Catholic dad or whoever that's watching porn. And this is something that you really need to think about. And this is one of the whys. This is totally fake. Yeah. The whole thing is totally fake, right? The um, it, they're they're trying to portray a stylized. That's why you know the movie critics were getting involved and everything else. It's a completely stylized, fake, false. Um, view of the act itself. Um, one of the the biggest um, concerns I have for the next generation is people that grew up watching that have completely unrealistic expectations of what the act actually is. Yeah. Um, and that's hugely damaging to relationships. It's hugely damaging to um, you know the the both couples, both male and female, and it, and it affects both male and female differently. Um, you know, I can't imagine what it must be like to date in this day and age, right? Because you've got, you know, you've got this this pornography of the culture, which is just everybody's hooking up anyway, with completely unrealistic expectations of what that's supposed to be and what it looks like and what it's supposed to be like, right? So let me just jump in real quick because um, I just want to say um, I was exposed to porn at a very young age mm-hmm. and it did become a norm. And, and so I can speak, I'm speaking from experience here that of the damage that it can cause to the, to the, I can't speak for the woman brain, for the male brain. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, and I'll just speak it from, from my perspective, just to be real. It makes you, again, so Jeff was just talking about it's, it's completely fake, but you don't realize that. Right. So when you first be, when you're first, first exposed to this, especially as a, as a kid. Right. You think, wow, that's what. That's what, and, and, you know, I hope nobody is listening with kids. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's what a man looks like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't look like that. Right. And then also, well, that's what a woman looks like. Yeah. And so every man needs to look like that. Oh, you don't look like that? You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is women have to look like that. Yep. Women have to act like that. Right. This is how a man treats a woman. Right. And then, like, so you're taking the most intimate thing that God mm-hmm. created and and that's the first thing that right. you see, and it, you know if you're exposed to it young, and which a lot of people are. So what? And it's totally it turns it on its head. Yeah. One of the taglines I've told the boys again, going to the why, right? Why don't we take you to R-rated movies? Why don't we let you look at this? You know what? All of that stuff, and starting with the movies, so that we can build it into their head about you know if they go over to a sleepover or they go wherever, because yeah. you know I think pretty much every boy in this culture has been exposed to it at some level, you know, and, and you know like the Playboys and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, fortunately I wasn't exposed to any of that stuff until college and the fraternity house, it was, you know, there was a, a group that went off and I probably discovered it at the time because it became a crazy thing. We actually had to pass bylaws because these guys were getting crazy and listening to two of their windows open and all this nonsense. Right. Um, but the, the one, the thing, and I even used it last night when we were at the movies cause they asked about going to see the purge. So now you can't go see the purge. Well, why not? Cause you can't unsee things. Yeah. The brain doesn't work that way. Yep. So why go look at it in the first place? You yeah. can't unsee it. And so, you know, when, and that goes back to the endorphin rush and everything else, yeah. is once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's there. If you go and watch a super scary, brutal movie, like I remember um, as a kid, my parents, 
incorrectly in, in, as an accident when it took me to Cape Fear. Which I don't remember if you remember the, the remake of Cape Fear with Robert De Niro. This was yeah, like yeah. in the 80s, right? Yeah. There was a really, really brutal scene. Um, Robert De Niro is like a serial killer or whatever. I can see that scene in my mind right now while I'm talking about it, and it still makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Because I saw it when I was like seven or eight years old, and it's just, it's in there forever. Um, and so you, you really, you know, that, that's one of the things for Catholic dads as well. You know, you can't unsee this stuff. So stop watching that, right? Stop yeah. watching it in the first place and at least let your brain heal, you know, and get away from it. I was listening to Michael Savage, who's a radio talk show guy, and he's really big on this. He's a psychologist and, and behavioral guy or whatever yeah. as well from background. And this, this 20-year-old kid called in, right, just randomly onto the show because he was talking about this. And he said, you know, basically he's been addicted to it since he was really, really young. And at this point in his life, in, in his 20s, he's completely impotent. Because of this, because of what this has done to him. Yeah. In his 20s, not married, doesn't date, can't relate to women at all, right? Has this huge problem and was all because of this um, this industry. In certain corners of it, then hold up, you know, put it on a pedestal, right? Like this is the, you know, the Stormy Daniels and the, I forget the name of the other lady that was like, you know, trying to make this like about women's liberation and, and women's, that's all just, it's all like fooey, guys. It's, you know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. It quacks yeah. like a duck. It walks like a duck, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, one you you had hit on something when you were talking about um, you can't unsee things, and that was one of the things that I was kind of mulling. How do how do I put this? And it, it comes down to like, um, it it it's about an innocent it's about innocence. And yeah. and again, as Catholic dads, you know we're protecting souls here. Yep. And to know that a child basically loses their innocence once they see something like this, yep. it's kind of heartbreaking. Absolutely. You know, it's like because I know what it did to me. Yep. And, uh, you know, you don't want that for your kids. You, Absolutely. You don't want that for your kids. So it's, you know, that's definitely part of part of the why is, yep. is this is something that is reserved. You know, let's, let's keep it, you know, held up in a sacred place where it, where it is. And mm-hmm. we are, I do want to talk about more of the NFP. I mean, um, more of the theology of the body next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the kind of the birds and the bees yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's move into some, some, uh, some stats. Um, so they did. They did a a study um, of, of university students, and they were talking about their uh, sexual values, activities, substance abuse, family formation, et cetera. And it says that roughly two thirds of young men and half of young women agree that viewing pornography is acceptable. So sixty seven percent of young men, mm-hmm. and let me see their ages, eighteen to twenty six. Yep. Sixty-seven percent of men say it's okay. Nearly half of women say it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then they said that eighty-seven um, percent of men, of young men, the same study, and nearly a third of young women reported using pornography. So, eighty-seven percent of guys out yep. there yep. using porn. So, this this is definitely uh, an epidemic. Um, it just, it just, this goes on to show, and I've got the, uh, it's, it's a, I've got a link to this study um, that I can post in the show notes. It just shows that that it's a perverse mm-hmm. kind of thing, and and so what what becomes of that? Well, you mentioned earlier about um, problems within the marriage, problems with relationships. So that was also a point that the Pope made mm-hmm. in Humanae Vitae. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't tie it to porn. So remember, if we're doing this from a from a work standpoint, what's the root cause analysis? Yeah. You know, so the root cause analysis is like going back to like, well, what happens? It wasn't necessarily the, the porn that maybe caused the infidelity. Mm-hmm. The Pope is saying that if the if contraception 
gains worldwide acceptance. These are some of the things that are going to happen. Right. Objectification of women, increase in infidelity. So I did some research on infidelity statistics, and then you see... Now, these are very, you know, take these statistics. Um, um, I don't, I do have a, I do have where I got these stats from. Uh, HelenFisher.com. It's, um, you need to research maybe where she got these. They, she does reference some of the studies. But in the late 20s, I'm sorry, the, it just says in the 20s, 28% of American men and 24% of women were adulterous at some time after their wedding. And it quotes a, um, Lawrence 1989 study. So 28% of men, 24% of women. In the late 40s, early 50s, approximately 33% of men and 26% of women were adulterous. Okay, so the women are basically remaining flat on the infidelity scale. The men have jumped up from uh, 24% to 33%. Data in the 70s, so now now we have the... The birth control pill, you know, is is legal and everything. So what happens? What happens now? Forty one percent of men, twenty twenty five percent of women. Mm-hmm. So women are, are remaining flat on the infidelity scale. Men are just taking the wrong trend up. Right. Okay. And then it says, and data collected in the eighties suggests that seventy two percent of men and fifty four percent of women were unfaithful at some point in their marriage. So both take a, a skyrocket, but it's. You're looking at the man curve, and we're talking mainly to men here, Catholic dads. You know, there is no coincidence that the birth control pill leads to pornography, leads to infidelity. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. like this vicious circle. The studies are there, guys. I mean, it's dangerous. It's like playing with a loaded gun and just... I I think you need to, you know, any viewer of this, you have to remember that you're being marketed to. Because at the end of the day, this is a business, and and part of that business is to just drive you back again and again and again. And because of the escalation, that's where yeah. you know the infidelity comes from. Because eventually, you escalate it to the point where um, you know there's other stuff that has to fill that void, and, and you got to be yeah. really careful about that. And I yeah. know, um, you know, it, going back, to, I mean, the, that's part of the addiction part of it as well. And I I think we throw around addiction in our society is a word too easily. Um, it, but in this case, I mean, they've done the studies where the, the endorphin releases are, you know, Matt Frad's a, a great Catholic yes. resource. Um, you know, he had an article out there about how um, porn turns you into like a young boy again, you know, because you basically lose all of that, you know, adult based control, you know, and you're a slave to it. Um, you know, so, cause the brain reacts to this stuff um, because we're hardwired to, to find that act you know, what it is, life-giving and confirming and, and all the positive things that come from it, we're hardwired for that. So if you add something in there that's completely artificial, the brain doesn't know any better. Um, and so it reacts that same way, which is, is why it's so dangerous. Um, I would say, too, the, you know, looking at those stats and looking at how, you know, 87% of, of young men in, in college and in 20s, you know, those are the ages when our boys need to be looking for a spouse, need to be looking for um, a future mate. And those are the decisions they'll make. And, and I'm sure the divorce rate, um, tracks along these things too, oh, yeah, is, you know, you, is a, you know, they're going to be making the decisions about who they want to spend the rest of their life with in this culture. But also if they're being affected by this, that's going to skew the decisions that they make. 
Um, and so, you know, that, you know, so you have to start early guys. I mean, as Catholic dads, you have to start early, early, early. And it starts with, you can't watch that on YouTube because why you can't start, you can't watch this on TV because why you can't watch this movie because why you can't watch because we're Catholic, because you can't unsee it because there are certain things that just aren't good for us. You know, we don't eat all the chocolate that we can put in our stomach. You know, we don't jump off of buildings because we know that they're going to break us. There are certain things that we just don't do because you know, they're bad regardless of what anybody else tells you. And this is one of them, right? And what you consume um, online or anywhere else does it. And, and even, you know, when we, the boys go on sleepovers and um, I should probably talk to the girls about it too, um, given the yeah. 30, you know, a third of girls um, yeah. also do it. And, and there's, I'm sure, you know, we can't talk from that perspective, but I'm sure it could be to, to what you said about this is the, the way a man looks. Can you imagine how damaging that is to a young, yeah. a young woman yeah. watching some of the stuff where, you know, plastic surgery, you know, and all of the artificial everything, you know, about these, um, you know, the, the view that that would give to a young woman in terms of her body perception is just, you know, really, really damaging. Yeah. Um, but you know what I say, whenever they go, you know, don't watch anything at your friend's house that you wouldn't be able to watch in front of me. Right. Remember that you can't unsee it. And this is, you know, it's not something that you mess around with. Right. I said, you know, I tell them every time, you need to call me, call me, right? If something comes on the TV, whether it's parents, whether it's older siblings, whether it's your buddy, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to watch that, right? And come get me. I, I remember, I, I don't remember what age I was. A new family moved into town. And uh, and his dad had like a whole line of Playboy videos, like right under the family TV. And we were over there hanging out at their house and the parents weren't home. And I was like, you know, I don't know why, but I walked away, went home, you know, yeah. It's like there was just something there that, you know, and believe me, I'm not holy than now. College was, um, you know, the first exposure to this stuff as well. Um, and it's hard. I mean, as a, as a Catholic dad, even though you know all this stuff, even though you know uh, the why, it's still hard because it's yeah. just everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And you have to be very, very, uh, I wouldn't say careful. I think careful is the wrong, wrong word. I think awareness is better, like to your point of, you know, don't run the filters because you need to have that self-control. You just need well, to have I'm, the self-control, I'm not, right? I'm not saying that like, that's the reason why I'm just... Well, but it, I mean, the, it's, it's to an awareness. Like you can't, yeah. we can't raise our kids outside of a culture and hope that it, it's not going to affect them, right? Our kids are eventually going to go into that culture, whether they go to college, whether right. they go to a job, whether they go... Eventually, our kids yeah. are going to, you know, whether they're homeschooled or regular schooled or whatever, they're going to go in that culture. So the, the trick as a Catholic dad is to talk about these things, exactly. protect your family from it, right? Don't, obviously, don't bring it into the house, right? You know, the old crazy uncle that's got the stuff, the old, you know, dad's collection of classic playboys up in the attic and all this nonsense, um, you know, don't bring it into the house, protect your family, but then have these conversations and don't pretend it's not out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we may be talking to a Catholic dad that, you know, was lucky enough to never be exposed to any of this. And maybe we're, he's, this is the first time he's here. I I doubt it. Right. Um, but you can't put your head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. You've got to, you, we've got to address it up front. Right. Right. And I would just say to, to kind of close it out that, um, it does start with you, Mm -hmm. you know, so it starts with the dad. Yep. It really does. Um, and maybe, maybe you're in the the fight right now. So I I just want to talk to you right now. And that is, um, it's never too late to, um, to turn your ship around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you cannot, and I, and I can't stress this enough. You cannot do this alone. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Yep. The only way that you're going to do it is with Christ. Christ can, 
can make this happen. You know, he can make you, he can make you new. He can turn you around from, from this, uh, from this addiction that you might be struggling with right now. Um, I've witnessed it personally. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing short of miraculous, Mm -hmm. but it's only through Christ. It's only through, uh, finding people that support you and, and surrounding you with people that, uh, that, you know, if you're in a, with a group of people that support that bad addiction, mm-hmm. that, that thing, you know, you need, you need new friends. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that are going to be fighting for you and, and all have the same goal of getting to heaven. Yep. And that's what we're here for yep. is to get to heaven. So go to Christ, surround yourself with friends that are all on the same path. Find yourself a good confidant, get mm-hmm. a spiritual director. Right. As Catholics, we have the sacraments. Go to the sacraments as many times as you need to. Right. And if that means that you're going to confession every week before you receive Holy Communion because you fell again, guess what? Just do it. Yep. You know, um, I was listening to the Catholic Dad stuff. I'm sorry, the uh, Catholic Stuff um, podcast yesterday, and they had made a comment about um, any type, anytime you hear accusation in your head, that's not of God. Mm-hmm. That's the devil. Yep. He's the accuser. So just to just to show you know that I know where, where y'all are coming from, you know, you fight, you try to do the right thing, you fall. Yep. And then the first thing that you hear in your head is, God, I can't believe you did that. Yep. You know what, guys? That's not God yep. talking to you. That's the devil. And um, the only thing that's going to expel the devil is Christ and go to the sacraments and as many times as you need to do it. Yep. And... Um, God will release you from this. He will deliver you from this. One of the insidious things about this and why I think it's important to have this conversation too is that even though it's somewhat accepted, it's never personally accepted. There's a lot of shame for the users, right? They come every time, just like you're saying, I fell, now I feel bad, now I get back in the cycle, right? Because I feel bad about myself, et cetera, et cetera. And that, you know, one of the things that we need to say to you, there shouldn't be any shame in this. It's... You know, it's been marketed, pushed, exposed to it's it, if you're in the throes of it, fight it, but don't feel ashamed about it because every other Catholic dad that's out there is fighting the same fight you are right now. Yeah, we're all I, battling. It, it, we are about, I mean, once you, um, you know, you talk enough, you get to know enough people, right? In the Catholic dad's community, that's the point of, of having good friends and, and that sort of thing. This is a struggle for everybody. It's a struggle for every single man in this culture. And so if you feel like you're fighting it by yourself, you're not, right? Yeah. We're two Catholic dads that are podcasting yeah. that are fighting it with you. Yeah. And, uh, and your buddies are fighting it with you. The key is to make sure that you, you've got buddies that are fighting the fight. Yeah. And, not, and they haven't you know, given in or given up. Yeah, and so be don't real. give in and give up. Be right? real. I mean, I think that the thing for us as men is we're very prideful by nature. And you know, pride is the source of the fall. And, uh, you know, that's just a, 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 a fragment, a, a, mm-hmm. an effect of original sin that we, you know, we all, we're all born in sin. We're all fallen human beings. And so uh, don't, you know, kind of get, uh, my point is just get over that pride yep. and find yourself a close friend who you can, you know, just say, you know, call it a, an accountability partner mm-hmm. um, just to say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this. Can yep. you pray for me? You know yep. what I mean? And, you know, it's always handy to, to know some rote prayers. You know, I, I find that the, the come Holy Spirit prayer mm-hmm. is a, is a wonderful prayer to pray anytime you're wanting to do anything. Um, that's, you know, you're calling the Holy Spirit into your life to yeah. fill the hearts of your faithful and kindling them the fire for love. I mean, so it's like find yourself a couple of, of, of quick prayers that you can just memorize and you feel that, feel that urge, start praying, mm-hmm. uh, call your, um, 
accountability would, partner. Just, yeah. There are would, things that you can do. I would look at Matt Fred if you're really in the throes of this. There's lots of really good resources. He's a, a very outspoken uh you know, addict that's fought the good fight and, and is now sharing his story. And then I'd also say tune into the next podcast because one of the things that really helped me with this is the whole theology of the body. So yes. when you get when you get the counter uh, argument, right, of what the culture is trying to tell you about this, when you really hear the truth about how it is spoken way better than I'm sure we'll do uh, yeah. through John Paul II and uh, John, or not John, um, anyway, we'll have it for the next time, the... Um, I can't remember his name right now. I've got his book. Uh, gosh, he does all the great theology. Christopher of the body. West. Thank you. Gosh. Um, yes. You know, Christopher West, all these, all these resources that yep. are out there. Um, that's the counter. So I would say if you yep. are caught in the porn cycle, if you are addicted to it, you've got to put filters on, right? Sorry. You have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you've you, got yeah. to. Um, in, in even an accountability partner, give them the password to the filter, right? Yeah. Um, if you're willing to do that. And then the other thing I would say is start reading the theology of the body. Right, because you're you're obviously is a you know we're we're wired for this, but we have to be wired the right way. So pick up theology of the body, pick up a really good theology of the body for beginners. You know they're on Kindles, they're on your iPhones. Use your device yeah, to break it, right? YouTube, yeah. all of this stuff, and start filling your mind with what this really is for, right? What we really were created for, what the body is really created for, and use that as a counter to what you're seeing. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, I'm I'm just um I'm thrilled that y'all are y'all are hanging with us. I hope y'all got something out of this podcast. I feel that it was uh it it was helpful for me just to talk about it. Yep. And um we I hope that we reached some people and gave you some some hope and some you know, maybe some good things to put into place. Absolutely. Awesome. Um you know guys, uh we're here we're here for you. If you ever want to uh drop us a line, have a prayer request. You know, we have uh, the Catholic Dads Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and find us on Facebook. Click like, the, like, share, and comment. Click the like button, man. We need that uh, algorithm to, to keep recycling us up to the top of pages. And on whatever podcast app that you use, you know, it really does help whenever you comment and you, uh, you give us some, some ratings. You know, if we're doing a bad job, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you That's know, we need to know that too. Feedback. We need uh, all feedback is good yep. feedback. What's that word? Yeah, we're just Catholic dads. So if there's something that you know we misspeak about, or there's something that even you disagree with, we'd love to hear you guys so that we can be you know better at this too. Yeah. God bless everybody in Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love.